Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Welcome to the Nerdiverse. Go ahead, sit and listen to the masters. The old heads talk about what you love the most. Video games, comics, movies, and everything you need to maintain your We got the knowledge that's straight out the ether. Gonna need a drink and how to take a seat to expand your mind and listen to the speaker. Mike and the squad's gonna give you what you need. Please uh, send in a question. Come and get some answers. Learn a couple lessons from the masters with the special guests. We got the green lanterns glowing on our chest. Yes, please sit back and relax. Cause we're gonna hit you with them stone cold facts and allow me to be the very first to welcome you to the masters of the nerdiverse welcome to masters of the nerdiverse where we always have such sites to show you you could find this mcron crystal of a podcast on itunes stitcher spreaker soundcloud YouTube, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, and the rest of the Nerdiverse. I'm, of course, your host, Mike G. And with me, as always, is our super cool co-host, Winter. It's Winter. How's it going, everybody? This is uh, me in the new uh, digs, we will say, recording at the new area. I was recording at work for the last couple of weeks, but circumstances made me record over here i got my yeti mic set up and you can it's so good that you can probably hear the faint sound of my lawnmower computer in the background working on replacing the gpu in the future using that hot lingo but yeah this is winter at trash monk the third that's trash monk and i'm having a great time he's already having a great time he's literally recording from the future of terminator so in the background, there's like T-800s and, and stuff walking around. All you hear is doo-doo-doo, Winter's wearing all types of torn up garb. But you can to... still read hashtag I'm with Norm. Yes. The... <laughs> uh, Cy- Cyberdyne hates it. Uh, Cyberdyne <laughs> system is super did you watch? It, did you watch the new uh, Norm show on Netflix? No, I've been wanting to watch it. I love me some Norm Macdonald. I haven't been able to check it out yet. It's a good one. It's a good one? Not as good as his Norm Macdonald live show, uh, which was on YouTube. But I think uh, it's got some potential. Bring it back for another season there, Ted, at Netflix. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what I watched that pretty much just sucked up all my efforts for anything for the whole week. But uh, Mm. other than watching some good old Norm Macdonald, did you do anything else with your week, man? Um, yeah, I watched the Law and Order SVU, and, uh, yeah, still, uh, it's going downhill, folks. Let's just t- say that much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's all downhill from here, man. When Ice-T is playing, not a c- detective, really, but more of, like, he he helps connect different worlds of Law and Order together, where it's like, okay, she's having a baby over here. 
And meanwhile, they're solving this multiple murder cases. And he's the connection between them. Like, I'm going to go check on Rollins, baby. <laughs> I might see. Cop killer! That's wow. a, he says that at the end uh, nice. of every episode. He is the keeper and lord of the B-line, of the, B, of the B-side story. <laughs> the B-side. They continue your so, contract that you need to be in, like, at least 10 minutes of each episode. So we're going to have you... We're gonna have you do the Talk side story where five. a little girl loses her puppy or something, and he has to go figure it out. Right. <laughs> but besides that, I I have uh, been looking into a uh, comic book writing program, which is a a market Ooh. that is very limited. And what I mean by comic book writing is a pro like um there are screenwriting software that will put in the fancy formatting for a screen a screenplay. There's also uh, those programs can also do stage plays and audio dramas, but they have a very hard time doing graphic novels. Mm. Um, particularly, you ha- you still have to type out the entire format, or you have to you have to say how many panels are going to be on a page and all that stuff. But what this program does is like uh, it will you put. Uh, how many panels are in and then it will like label panel one panel two panel three it it just streams that's what i always wanted in a program that kind of helps me as a writer write the narrative and not be worried about the format so superscript is what i'm looking at right now nice man you know uh i've worked with a couple of uh like script programs in the past that had a comic book kind of layout like exactly. uh, there was one called scriber that I used to use Scrivener with yes. Scrivener. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have that too. Yes. That's, that's a really good one. You can specifically set it to comic book and it'll give you panel opening scene. It gives you space for dialogue bubbles and all types of cool stuff. So yeah, man, I can't wait to see what you come up with in that crazy trash mm-hmm. monk brain of yours. Yeah. I've had, I've had some ideas for a while. I mean, uh, they've, some of them are so old that Will Smith has taken them. Nice. Uh, I'm talking about that that uh, Blight movie or Bright. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Am I? Is it called Bright? It's called Bright. Absolutely. Yes. Blight. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I had the idea for that. It was set in the 1950s, like a Dragnet style setting. Uh, only had the same idea of like uh, fantasy creatures living together, but. Now I need to find something else to do. Bastards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I'm pretty had, much I, Steve Jobs. Hmm. Or no, I'm pretty much uh, you're whoever Wozniak. stole from who. <laughs> you're <laughs> like Wozniak, dog. Yeah. yeah, I had an idea, but it was stolen from uh, the movie called Repo Man with Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker. Mm. Hate that movie. Hate it with an all-consuming passion. So my idea. They took our jobs. They took our jobs. But how was your week? My week was everything was awesome. Uh, my week was good, man. Uh, not much in the world of video games because nothing's out. Mm-hmm. And I've beaten everything to submission with the Cobra Clutch. Made my video games humble. Um, so Spider-Man, Monster Hunter. What really absorbed in my brain this week is I had a chance to watch the Nicolas Cage horror film Mandy. Ooh. Ooh. What do you think? 
it's an acquired taste, Doug. It's really good, but it's not going to be openly digestible by many fans, many horror fans, and just many movie watchers in general. It's just, it's I call it a heavy metal fairy tale. Pretty. I would much. give. Hey, I would. I that sounds super cool. I might. Yeah. I've been wanting to see it. I like the I like the the artistic the uh the style of that yes. director. I can't remember his name, but he did a uh another movie before that. He's only he's only directed like two movies, right? Yeah. He's a fairly and then he has a young director. The Tombstone. <laughs> I think his dad worked on it or something weird. Uh-huh. But yeah, the you mentioned something about the art direction. It is there's not a wasted shot in this movie. It's all beautiful color blends and well shot well sound edited it's amazing it's really like watching an ad remember that old cartoon heavy metal exactly it's it's just it's a live action kind of heavy metal with even callbacks to the actual cartoon oh if you're a horror fan check out mandy and get you some of that uh cheddar goblin bro hashtag cheddar goblin show off what i think he's italian the 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 director. I thought he was oh. like uh, from from the Netherlands or something. I thought his name was like Lars or something like that. Or, right, but I don't want to I don't want to mess it up though. But yeah, that's pretty much my week. I watched that and then watched it again because I had to kind of wrap yeah, my brain Italian, around it. Italian Canadian. There we go. Oh, there you go. Uh, oh. Panos Little. Cosmatos. Panos. <laughs> yes. There's no way that's his real name. He's he's. <laughs> That's that's why I thought he wasn't like <laughs> that's why I thought he wasn't like Italian or something, dude. But yeah. either way, excellent ass movie. Just, ugh, can't recommend it enough. But it is wine. It's not. It's not like a beer. You can't chug this movie down. It's a slow burn. You know Nor I mean? should you chug beer, kids. Do it. Do it. Do it. No, I'm just kidding. Not if you're under the age of 21. Finger wave. Unless you're outside of the states, and I don't know what you're legal ramifications for underage drinking but don't do it says the nerdiverse as we wave our finger at you now are you ready for a nerd dilemma i'm ready for a nerd dilemma so on uh and this is kind of news uh so yeah. i broke i broke 300 on twitter no need to brag where i like 600 with matthew the nerdiverse or whatever but uh there there i've been getting some interesting people following me <laughs> yeah man welcome welcome for instance <laughs> For instance, there's a podcast that talks about like uh, serial killers. I believe I can't remember the name. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll look that up while we're talking. And they are connected to a dominatrix <laughs> or something like that. Uh, trashy Twitter. monk, dog. Oh no, trashy monk. <laughs> yep, and I'm flattered. Like so, now the dilemma is: Do you block people that you disagree with from, but they followed you? Here's the thing, man. Uh, mm-hmm. With Nerdiverse, actually, we're about at, I just checked earlier, we're about at eight, 850 followers right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Last I checked. We're getting close to that thousand, guys. But you follow people when they follow you back. Absolutely. And you, you, you start seeing their posts. And you start seeing some stuff. So <laughs> it's okay not to follow, not to, usually... The 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 cur- the code of comedy is follow for a follow, right? You know what I mean. Especially mm-hmm. when you're following other podcasts, other I people who are fans. If I missed of you. you guys from following you guys. 
that's fine, man. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, I'm not, I'm sure they understand, but I'm, what I'm saying is I, like I had a fan who, or a follower rather, I'm not going to call him a fan. I don't know if he's ever heard the show, but I followed him because he was like a horror podcast and I was like, cool. I'm into horror. He followed back. That's the courtesy. But then he starts spouting like, and you know, pro Trump stuff and like, you know what I mean? Like real kind of gnarly, um, right winged propaganda. And I was like, I kind of don't want this on my timeline, you know, so, <laughs> bye. You know, like it's it's like I respect his his uh, his point of view, and that's all cool. But right. I don't necessarily have to keep him as a follower. You know what I'm saying? Like I I humbly thank him for being a fan of ours and all that good stuff. But mm-hmm. if I don't want it on our timeline, then it's fine. I don't see any problem with that. You yeah. know. And if they and that's why I'm not name dropping the the podcast because that would be very that would be bush league. But I'm just saying I think it's totally fine. You don't have to follow every single person you follow. In fact, you want to kind of have it more follow. You want to have more followers than be following people. Actually, once you start really getting up there, but yeah, it's totally fine. Especially if it's something that you don't agree with, like rabidly don't agree with. Like if he's a DC fan. I'm not going to not follow him because he likes DC and not Marvel. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's kind of rough. But it was like, ew, I kind of don't want that, you know. And it's like your personal page, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not Mike G's page that I'm unfollowing from. It's from our business. You know what I mean? So Right. I feel you. So, you know? Yep. Yeah, I totally mm-hmm. agree. Um, you know? I, I, I can always enjoy a follow. My Twitter, I've already accepted, is meant to expand my my uh, subconscious. Yeah, you're going to meet some friends, dude. That's why I love it. I love running into people in the podcasting community from all walks of life, from all over the, the world. It's really eye-opening and very humbling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm still waiting on Ethan Klein to follow me back. H3H3. I got a couple okay. of people I'm waiting to follow me back, but just inspirational podcast that made me want to do this from in the first place. But one yeah. day senpai will notice me. You know, now, notice okay. us. I freaked out this morning because I thought I got a big one. I caught a big fish on my Twitter. Ooh, yeah. It was, uh, it had the name Cade Peterson that followed me. I'm like, Peterson. I know that's not Jordan Peterson. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. is that like, I remember his daughter, and I, I recently followed her on Twitter, so I couldn't remember her name. I'm like, did, did Jordan Peterson's daughter follow me on Twitter? <laughs> but no, that's, it's somebody else. <laughs> that's what tripped me out. Like, I had, um, I had Leonard Malton's daughter follow us, uh-huh. and we did a whole thing about like, you know, movies that you, that influenced you as as children. And I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, Leonard Malton's daughter is following the podcast, and then like at the end of that whole craziness follows for follows retweets and all that Leonard Malton, I believe started following the show too. And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's nice. so cool. And for those, uh, Leonard Malton is like a legendary film um, critic. He's like up there with Siskel and Ebert, you know what I mean? Like in regards to just legendary mm-hmm. film critic and his daughter is like a film critic in her own right. And she's excellent. They have a podcast and, together. Yes. And it's very good. So listen to them. And all they movies, are movies, I believe. Yes. And they are aware that we exist, which is awesome. One <laughs> step closer into the memosphere. I don't know. 
speaking of memosphere, you want to hit some news up, my good man? Over that? I was saying, speaking of memosphere, you want to hit up some good news, man? Let's on to the news. And then an eagle flies by with an eagle shriek. Yeah. <laughs> That's our news. This That's is what the Colbert Rapport. Colbert Rapport. Yeah. Bastard got a Captain America shield. I want a Captain America shield. <laughs> Dang it. He is Amer- He's more American than I am, though, so I can't front. Anywho, I have to open the, p- the podcast and get this out the way because my Twitter feed won't let me not think about it. Mm-hmm. His, and I'm not sure if you've been infected with it yet either. But do you know anything about um, um, Bowset? You know what I'm talking about? No, but I feel the sleep coming on. Go on. <laughs> dude, dude, it's it's become a problem. So Bowsette is an unholy amag- amalgamation of Bowser and Princess Peach mixed together, and you get Bowsette, who's a kind of sexy, evil-looking Princess Peach with horns in a Bowser shell, and she just beats up everybody, and everyone's just been drawing her nonstop for the last like three days, Bowsette yeah. has taken over my Twitter feed. I can't, I can't escape it because it's cool. I get it. It's like a fusion of the two characters, and the internet won't shut up about it. <laughs> what do I do? Help me, Winter. Yeah. What do I do? Um, take a help. bath and throw your laptop in there with you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the ocean because that's the only way i'm escaping the horrors of bowset but yeah it's a thing and it won't go away send us your cosplay cosplay pics of bowset please if you're a cosplayer and you're doing a bowset cosplay please send us to masters of the nerdiverse cast at gmail.com that is masters of the nerdiverse cast at gmail.com no dudes okay uh next no dudes I think we just thought of the other. I think we no, just dude. thought of the other. We just thought of the name of the podcast. <laughs> Except, accepting Bowsette cosplay, <laughs> calling no dudes. <laughs> it's like D O O D S. No dudes. <laughs> I, I'd rather be honest and not, freak, and not let people know. Uh, or like, yeah, not man. let. Not, yeah. not there's anything wrong not with that. Out. No, you know, no, my right as an like, American citizen to say no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. I got to remember that. I got to write that shit down somewhere. Oh, man. Speak. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that tickled me. Uh, speaking of things that we don't want, uh, apparently LeBron James and Ryan Coogler have been tied to a Space Jam reboot, not a sequel. A reboot of Space Jam with characters that children don't even know about anymore. Being Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Sylvester the Cat, um, um, Bill Murray. Nobody knows about these characters anymore. <laughs> Wait, Bill Murray's a character? <laughs> so what do you think about this? Wait, I'll just ignore that. <laughs> so is there any inkling of excitement? To have LeBron James, even though LeBron James has shown that he can act, uh, I think uh, I'm act- I'm super excited Wait, actually. Time out. What was that? Nothing. I heard. I heard. I heard something, man. 
It was like a glow monster in the back, dude. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> right, <man>. just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I heard like a chupacabra in the back. Uh, you heard probably this. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> that really like, that scared me a little bit because I'm, I'm home alone right now. I was like, this dude got ghoul monsters in the backyard. The mean boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm actually excited about this. Um, anything that is, oh, I mean, we've survived the era of reboots. So now yeah. it's uh, like continuation stories. Um, I'm curious whether they'll have Michael Jordan come back. Wow. Or, they'll, or they'll reference like Charles Barkley was supposed to do this. Yeah. Like he'll be a janitor. That'd be uh, hilarious. Like, Michael, I've heard, I've just heard, mind you, I don't know the man, but I've heard Michael Jordan could be increasingly difficult to work with, especially now in his older age. So yeah. it would really be him feeling, like, it would be how he, it would be a reflection of how he feels about LeBron James. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for him to even show up. And that's if LeBron James wants Jordan to even touch the show, because there's a weird kind of animosity between the two. You know what I mean? Like, LeBron is so quick to say, oh, I'm not Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? But you're doing Space Jam. Like, he's not Michael Jordan, though. Michael Jordan is not a bubblicious flavor. So, so that. there. <laughs> yeah. Does, Le- does but, LeBron James yeah. have a cologne? <laughs> called, uh, um, called Everybody Hitler. Hates Me. <laughs> called Everybody Hates James. Uh-huh. Oh, man. That's dark. Uh, I don't hate him. Spe- I don't hate him. He's okay. (laughs) Speaking of darkness, let's go into some movie news. I'm just going to do like a movie news roundup. Yeah. And kind of go over some things and let me know if you want to talk about winter, say yes, sir. If you don't want to talk about it, say no, ma'am. And if we say yes, sir, we move, we'll move, we'll talk about it for a split second. If not, we'll move on. Okay. Real quick. Let's do it. Uh, John Carpenter's, Prince of Darkness may be becoming a TV series. Let's talk about it. What is this about? Yeah, John. Uh, there's was something called the Apocalypse Trilogy, and it's a film. It's a set of films that John Carpenter made back like in the 80s and early 90s, and this includes John Carpenter's The Thing. It includes uh, the In the Mouth of Madness, and of course the titular Prince of Darkness. And Prince of Darkness, the premise is is that as there is matter, there is also antimatter. So in a religious sense, as there is God, there must be an anti-God, right? To balance oh, things out. Garbage. <laughs> no, yeah. garbage. I, I, I thought I liked it. Yeah, so they're trying to trying to bubble yum spread this one movie out into a television series, kind of like how they did with The Exorcist. You know what I'm saying? Put some of that green goo on some toast. But I mean Yeah. Man, I would kill some green toast right now, dude. With my tooth. Biting to it with my tooth. So I'm I'm excited I'm excited for it because I like John Carpenter. And I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of the Apocalypse trilogy. I'm just curious to see how they're gonna pull this and turn it into a multi season <laughs> television series. Like the concept is nuts, but it's just they would have to do a, they would have to take a lot of liberties to to spread this thing out. Uh, let's see. A lot of liberties and a lot of, uh, you know, expanded lore. Some more liberties. Quote, unquote, expanded lore, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they're calling it. 
uh, Hellboy writer confirms that the Diablo series is going to get an Diablo series is going to get an animated television series on Netflix. I've been asking for this for years. And Blizzard never answers my fan mail, probably because I write it in crayon. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) so so professional. um, Yeah. But I've I since I've seen I've always enjoyed like the Blizzard cutscenes. They've always they were always so crisp and good. And it's like you are sitting on a gold mine of oper- of an opportunity of like using the same programming to make these uh, TV shows, but they've never done it. And their only foray into TV, like TV land or movie land is that uh, Warcraft movie, which totally throws out right. <laughs> the animation. So yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, they keep the uh, Diablo style animation for this, but we will see. Yeah, man, I am a fiend for. That's the coolest thing that drives me to Blizzard games is their their int- their their entry, their animations for the beginning of the game are just so godlike. They're just so good, right? right. Like all of them. Like I and I, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, and my biggest worry is how hardcore they're going to go with Diablo because Diablo is a pretty serious series. And it's animated, so it's like, are they going to kind of do a Castlevania kind of feel, where it's almost like anime, or how is that going to be animated? So I'm curious to see what the style's like. Yeah, I would go as far as they should do, uh, if if they needed to, the animation of the Roughnecks. Remember that? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, geez. They could do that. That'd be awesome, though. Type of animation. You know what? I'm all for that, dude. Uh I'm all for it. Uh, we got our first look at the Chucky doll from the Ch- Child's Play remake, and everybody is disowning it. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. We're moving on. Yes. Oh, Ch- let Child's Play die and then come up with a new doll. Yeah, because kids still play with dolls. And make it Something black. I okay, want to talk next. about, which I'm going to v- next. <laughs> Jeez, you slipped something in and I didn't hear it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I said <laughs> make it black. <laughs> wow. That's what they call it, uh, Tales from the Hood. i'm I'm just thinking like how these how uh how marketers think about like how can we how can we uh revive this series i'm like (laughs) oh why don't we make the doll black (laughs) how can we can we make chucky scarier yeah let's make him african-american well i didn't say black was scary but that's you okay next (laughs) is michael externalizing moving on uh this is the one I want to talk about because it irritates the shit out of me. Pardon mm-hmm. my French. But Freddy Krueger, Robert England, is donning the makeup again for a cameo in the Halloween special for the Goldbergs. I thought he didn't need makeup anymore. His face just looked like that from old age. Okay. Oh, Thank you got him, much. coach. I'm a what? horrible person. Here's the thing, man. Robert England was like, I'm done. I'm super old. I'm just going to chill. And, uh... Just, just not be Freddy anymore. You guys do what you want with the franchise. I'm done, right? Which is perfectly mm-hmm. fine because the guy did it until like his 50s, right? Yes, but then so, social security runs out and you need to find a way to pay for your meds. Right, but but what trips me out is that they have some kind of weird pull on actors like Rick Moranis, who's been retired from acting since like the 90s, right? Right. Decided to do a cameo on the Goldbergs as Darth Helm, as Dark Helmet in costume. The man hasn't been on screen since Iconia blew up the kids. How did they well, convince him on. to come back? 
hold on, you are missing out that he did release a cowboy country music album that he did perform on for Conan, I believe. I'm sure it was amazing, but it doesn't mean he was acting. What does the Goldberg have on these people? Nostalgia. It's weird. It's It's like, come back. I I haven't acted in 20 years. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Just show up. Okay. Last of the kind of pseudo horror stuff. We finally get some really good shots of Joaquin Phoenix, apparently as the Joker. That's my phone saying, let's talk about it, dude. Let's talk about it, dude. Uh, What's your thoughts? Um, So a lot of people already know that I am excited for this movie. And I saw on the Instagram, on the Instagrams, that uh, there was a little footage of like Joaquin Phoenix standing. And then it's like he slowly becomes a Joker with one of my favorite songs, Laughing um playing in the background and i am just like oh this is what i needed to get back into superhero movies it has (laughs) it it has a a a unique uh take on superhero films uh on superhero movies and i'll put unique in quotes um it kind of has a little bit of an edge to it but not too edgy to where it becomes emo like the batman v superman (laughs) yeah He's not um, damaged for that matter. No. Um, and you, you're you having people that are known for making these great, grand movies coming together for for this. Well, he's actually, Martin Scorsese is no longer attached to the project. It's Todd Phillips, yeah. uh, Hangover Films, and other stuff. But, other stuff. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's interesting that I want to put unique in quotes because I believe it's the ex-DC cinema president, czar overlord, said, she said, that um, she's also excited for this film. It reminds her of like what the DC cinema universe should have done, which was stick with what Christopher Nolan was trying to do. Hmm. <laughs> which I, I think, I think it's something different. But, yeah, I have problems with that last statement. It's well, mm. okay. You, How can I put you, this? You can uh, you can put whatever you want. <laughs> this is why you're the best, Winter. Um, okay. You bail me out. I'm just like the problem with the Nolan universe is that it had no space for expansion. You know what I'm saying? Like for as good and great as the Dark Knight trilogy is, yeah. the moment Superman is appearing in that universe, Batman ceases to exist. To exist. In that real grimy universe, there's there's no superheroes, right? Like there's, you can't have Green Lantern floating around and have that Batman flo- in in the same city. It becomes moot, you know, because that Batman was so grounded, you know. So it's like okay. doubling back on the ultra grittiness. There's nothing gritty about Aquaman. He lives under the sea and rides char- at seahorses and stuff. Man, there's okay. nothing real about that. I see your point. You know, so would you say then that the universe that they should just have a separate Batman verse, gritty verse, we'll call it, um, where films like the Joker, uh, this Joker movie, and uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman series can live and stay? I think what they're doing is smart. Yes. And that's having, like you said, these kind of pocket universes where this Joker can live, right? right? In his grimy little uh real life universe, 
that doesn't have a man who could fly or a Themyscarian princess. You know what I'm saying? But you also have the connected universe Joker who could be, who like apparently is still Jared Leto. But you can tell these small little off stories in separate universes if that's what you don't want to direct because, you know, there's no, no, no one's going to, no one's going to do it like Marvel did it. You know what I'm saying? Just, it's just, it's it's too much of a lightning in a bottle. Now you're a comic nerd. So there's, is there precedence in, uh, I think I said that right. In comic book lore, like I, uh, I remember hearing vaguely about how there's like different universes and they're like different numbers for each universe. Yeah. Back in the day or still? Still, like, absolutely. Thank you for bringing this up. The, and this happens in Marvel too, but Marvel doesn't really emphasize it on it as much as DC does. And there's a thing called the multiverse. Yes. And, there's, and there, that means it's a collection of, of universes that have kind of weird spins on the humans who inhabit it. And there's think 50, of Fringe. Think of Fringe. Ex- absolutely. Very excellent example. There's 52 of them. And on World 25 is this Joker. On World 59, there's a Batman that exists in the era of Jack the Ripper, Gotham by right. Gaslight. In another universe, Superman. Oh, it, so cool. Yeah, Gotham by Gaslight movie would be so cool. Anyway, all that to say is that DC could do this and it makes oh, sense. I'm the Joker. Hmm? Okay. You know, oh, I'm the Joker. I'm the Joker. Stab a stab. Why did it bite me? Um, <laughs> but. Why so serious, governor? I'm not <laughs> top of the morning to you, Dark Knight. Uh, I am slowly we're, dying inside. We're losing it, okay, guys. So. But just to say that the CW stuff is within that multiverse. Like that Flash and that Superman and that Supergirl, they are still in the multiverse of Justice League and Batman versus Superman and this Joker. It's all part of the New 52. So they all kind of exist at the same time. So more power to them, you know? And I would like it for like DC to mention like they're in a different universe in the beginning of the films. Like you know how Marvel they'll flip through a comic yeah. book and they'll have all different pictures. They'll just have like a a flipping through the universe and then you get to number sixty two and then the movie. Starts. They're gonna have to explain it some kind of way because because the average yeah. theater goer is gonna get confused. You know what I'm saying? Like why are there two Jokers? That's dumb. And then you have to explain. Mm-hmm. And then they go here's a here. Here's another Superman movie. Oh, everything's forgiven. All forgiven. <laughs> it's Superman. Yay. Yeah, but uh, DC can do no harm because they've they're at their rock bottom. Justice League was their rock bottom. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. You know, it's like they're playing with house money now. It doesn't matter. Do you really? So you're not going to remember Superman Begins or whatever that garbage was with Kevin Spacey? You're not going to say that was rock bottom? No, because. Superman Returns, for how slow it was, is still better than Batman versus Superman, Yawn of Justice, or Justice League. Justice. That's the air being sucked out. Justice of the room. League was the lowest grossing Disney movie. Uh, no, Disney. Uh, DC, Warner Brothers movie. He said he doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's moving on. Okay, moving on. We have some video game news <laughs> to close out the show and two things I want to talk about. Okay. One Winter is going to want to talk about and one that I'm going to want to talk about. So, guess which guess one. Guess which one it is. <laughs> Devil May Cry 5 <laughs> as multiplayer in microtransactions. Let's do good cop, bad cop here. So I'm going to do good cop first. 
how what is Devil May Cry multiplayer going to be? That sounds insane, dude. So this um, Tokyo uh, was this past week, and they and they kind of accidentally dropped that it's going to be two to three uh, co op. How that's going to work, we don't know. But apparently, you're going to be able to play as Nero, Dante, Trish, and Lady from the Devil May Cry series. That's the word envy. That's the word about around the campfire. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, but on the other side is apparently so you're playing bad cop. Is all I'm playing. Oh, oh, do you want to be bad cop and, and talk mess about Devil May Cry? No, I have no clue what's going on. <laughs> okay, sweet. This is why I was like, this is something I want to talk about. <laughs> something you're going to want to talk about. But bad cop is that there's microtransactions in the game, which you can buy red orbs, which is a currency to upgrade your character. Apparently, it's not going to really have anything to do with the main game. It's just something for lazy people to do if they don't want to actually play the game, but want to level up and be completist. I'm not going to judge, even though I just did. I don't care. I'm not going to use it because that's silly. Let Capcom do whatever they have to do, as long as it doesn't take away from the experience. Or be thrown in my face so much that it's irritating. I'm looking at you, Assassin's Creed Origins. Anywho. <laughs> <Dead> silence. <laughs> Dead silence, crickets. But anywho, we're moving on to the news of the week. And this is something that's not, wasn't on the original docket, but it kind of just happened. Can I'm I guess really what shocked. it is? Is that, is, yeah. Does this have to do with a certain closure of a company? Yes, sir, man. And that company is Telltale. Please tell, tell, tell all. Guys. Ooh, tell, tell all. So apparently... Telltale Games has been hemorrhaging money since the first Walking Dead game. That's many, many years. Here comes ago. the money. Where it is? Very, very. Where it is? Pockets emptied, and apparently they've been doing it all the wrong way. They've been working their workers to death. They have been poorly managing and managing their properties, and just beating the this horse to death to the point where. People are the closure is causing people to get fired without severance on on a on a blink, and that's just the worst mm-hmm. thing in the world, man, for these guys. And it kind of sucks because I'm guilty of not buying Telltale games because they've never been my cup of tea. You know what I'm saying? That's just me personally. You mean my point tea. and clicks don't <laughs> modern point and clicks don't work? No, not unless I'm playing the MOBA. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! No, do man. not call a MOBA point and click. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, I just got chin checked by Trash Monk the Third. <laughs> I stand corrected, bruh. <laughs> Real talk. How dare you, sir? First of all, but I'm sad to see Telltale go. I mean, there were the, people started kind of getting wise to their style and doing it better, <laughs> which yes. is always a bad sign, <laughs> especially when that's all they have going. You know what I mean? Like that's that's their trick. And like things like the Walking Dead final season, it's just never going to come. That's a story that's never going to be told. Uh, there's a lot of things that the only thing they're doing now is Minecraft, and that's because they're contractually obligated to fix it. And apparently, they're running a skeleton crew of 25 guys to just crap that oh. out, which is just heartbreaking. Just heartbreaking stuff. It's, it's sad to see a business go like that, especially one that was prominent in yeah. the industry. You know what I mean? Of being. You know, one man band. But could this be evidence that um, in the realm of video games, 
I mean, Telltale is known for having games that focus on story, correct? Yeah. So yep. this could be a Telltale sign <laughs> that nice. um, story is not all of the video game experience. Uh, yes, but then God of War is right, the game of the year. But that's because the game you know mechanics are, I think, super good for its genre. Right? And I think... Agree yeah, with it's, me. it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> I agree with you, man. Like, it's legit. Like, yeah, it's... You can't... You can't feast or famine on either one. You, it has yeah. to be a blend. It, and you know what? It, it doesn't because then what is Fortnite? It's pure gameplay. There's no story. Oh, you're not it's interested pure gameplay. in the war? The kids are eating it up. Fortnite. <laughs> no. Oh my god, you're gonna get me in trouble. I'm not gonna comment on that because the Fortnite children. Twelve year olds attack with, with sporks. <laughs> Blow your vape. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna throw their uh, their lunchable. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna hit me with vape smoke and mount empty Mountain Dew bottles. Come at me. Uh, anywho. Uh, I think Sony games work so well because it's a perfect blend of story and gameplay. Like Spider-Man that just came out, perfect blend. Story, go. gameplay. The problem with Telltale games is it's all story. There's no gameplay. Like you said, you point and you click. You do you do quick time events. We And if the story's not good, that only works if you have hella good writers. Like um, Tales of the Borderlands is amazing. Only because the writing's so good that it carries the non-gameplay. You know what I mean? Like The Walking Dead, the original Walking Dead was amazing because it had a great story that 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 catered to the gameplay. And once you start getting bad writers in there and getting lazy game development, then you get Guardians of the Galaxy, a Telltale game. What about the Wolf womp, Among Us? Womp, or, I heard that was pretty good. I heard that was Metal Ground. I heard Wolf Among Us is pretty good. So I have nothing negative to say about the Wolf Among Us uh uh the Fables uh rendition from Telltale. Batman I heard wasn't that wasn't that good. I heard the uh Game of Thrones one wasn't that good. They also owned good. Seven Days to Die, you know which was not a story based game. Yeah, which is yeah. very interesting, right? Like what? It's weird. So pour one out for Telltale guys. Uh they just did their best. And Real quick, there was a Bubblebee trailer that showed some uh, G1 Transformers. It showed uh, Soundwave and Optimus Prime. Finally, damn it, you guys just, just just do the thing. Make the characters look like how they look and people won't complain. It's the easiest thing in the world. Just, just make it look like the thing. It looks cool. I'm going to go see a Star... I'm going to go see a Transformers movie. I haven't seen one since like the first one by Michael Bay Whoa. out of sheer curiosity. I'm going to go see this. It's going to be amazing. Okay. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. As long as, as long as a star scream is there, then I will scream. We all scream for star scream. Yeah, oh, my throat G.I. hurts, Joe man. And do a crossover uh, with Transformers and I'll be happy. I already told you, I want my uh, Transformers crossover with the Fast and the Ooh, Furious. That would be cool. That would be super stupid. I want Dom to be like family in family. his, uh, in his uh, black car. <laughs> family. Prime. <laughs> we need to so find stupid. the cube, which is in Venezuela. Want... 
on an oil truck. <laughs> on an oil rig, which is a transformer. <laughs> the oil rig is a Decepticon ran by Charlize Theron. Music. I got, I got to save Letty. She's family. Yeah. Starscream is holding Letty. He won't let her go. I think that we need to write the script and send it to the blacklist. <laughs> Would it be poor taste to put the spirit of Paul Walker into a Transformer? You know, I was going to make that joke, but I'm glad that you did. <laughs> <laughs> so I could take all the heat from all yeah, the Paul I, Walker I fans. think that would be an What honor. the hell? <laughs> like... Bumblebee can't. Can you imagine talk, if they made like he dude, can only use the radio, but then they figure out a way to get him to yeah. sound like Paul Walker. Uh, yeah, have like Hot Rod be Paul Walker. That'd be epic, dude. Everyone would hate it. I'd love it. Yeah, Paul yeah. Walker is Hot Rod. That's another maybe potential yeah, at least podcast. You didn't bring name. Anthony Yelchin into it. Okay, so. Ooh, that's rough. Too soon, too soon, too soon. <laughs> you did not bring it up. I didn't bring it up either. We're, we are good people on this podcast. I didn't bring it up either. Though. We do not make those type of jokes. We're good to go, man. We are yeah. so tasteful. No dudes. Uh, okay. What are you doing? No dude. Oh, I, I don't know, man. That's pretty strong. That may be the name of the podcast if I have the guts to do it. That's up there with um, Little Mermaid Special <laughs> Victims Unit. It's just I don't know if I want to post that. <laughs> Make that the name of our show. <laughs> uh, it's so good, though. It's so bad. What are you looking forward to this week, man? Uh, play more League of Legends, you know, get some writing done. Uh, yeah. It's pretty much my life. <laughs> I hear that, man. Same here, podcast stuff. Getting ready for Halloween, guys. Getting ready for October. We have a big October coming up with horror-based things that will chill you to your spine. So I'm preparing a lot of collaborations with different people, different podcasts. It's going to be fun, guys. We're going to have Halloween stuff on the Masters of the Nerdiverse. And I can't wait for you guys to see it, to listen to it. I'm super excited for October. It's going to be fun, guys. It's going to be fun, you guys. It's going to be cotton candy. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I don't. You know what? I I fear no reprisals. I regret nothing. Mm-hmm. So my all my week is just going to be podcast stuff. Got to do artwork for a lot of stuff. Got to do a lot of editing. It's going to be good times, guys. It's going to be good times. Good times. Mm-hmm. Good time. Q That was that was walked this way actually. Bees don't burn on the grill. Yeah, let's do a quick bass podcast real quick before we close. So, uh, do you do you like uh, the bass player that was used for that uh, bass solo in Big Time? Do you know what I'm talking about? He puts. He puts big little, time? Yeah, he puts uh, little things on his fingers to make it sound a little bit more slappy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, man. No, I use those, dude. I call those the slapper deluxes, dog. Slap here deluxe. Oh, it's, that's something that every bass player has. I mean, sorry, yeah, man. non-grunge bass players have. Yeah, man. Where you actually have uh, to slap at the bass so your thumbs don't get all gnarly looking, dog. 
Okay. Where you don't want the calluses and you don't use a pick. Yeah. I watched a great uh, YouTube video of the bassist from Sly and the Family Stone playing. And he's showing how he slaps and picks the bass. I'm like, that's a foreign concept to me. (laughs) Yeah, man. That's next level. That's next level bass playing. You You learn on upright. the same note. (laughs) Yeah, especially when you have big ass stupid hands like me. It's really easy to just hit the wrong, be slapping, and then accidentally hit like the D, the D, you know, the D chord. I'm like, oh crap, my fat thumbs. Yeah, you did say hit the D. Uh, so uh, podcast name, Mike likes to hit the D. No, no, uh, mine was good for. <laughs> uh, we need to end this show. Yeah, because I'm, I'm apparently talk, talking myself. A side cast this is, of the podcast. Yes, base talk is brought to you by. Uh, poppycock, delicious confectionery treats. It's yeah. not fiddle faddle. Brought to you by Pearl pass- Drums. <laughs> by Pearl Drums. Brought to you by Checkers, Checkers, <laughs> and Rally's Burgers. Um, any passing thoughts before we close this bad boy out? Yeah, check me out uh, on all social media at Trash Monk the Third. That's Trash Monk I I I. Um, yeah. Um. Learn, learn to enjoy all aspects of the nerdiverse. I'm really enjoying different people I'm finding on YouTube. <laughs> and that's the whole reason we built this thing, man. Community. Yeah. We Reach out to different city. sections. We built the city on nerdiverse. That may be the new uh, intro for next year. Yeah. yeah. Find or weird people. Back in the New York groove. <laughs> That'll work. Back in the Nerdiverse groove. See how I did that? Yeah. I'm back. Back in the Nerdiverse groove. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't copyright strike us, guys. It's our stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. And with that, if you like what you heard, please visit our website, which is mastersofthenerdiversecast.com. We're going to the past episodes. You can find all of our social media buttons, such as Twitter, Facebook, and soundcloud you can also join our patreon if you want to support the show monetarily and at the low price of a dollar a month you can actually help us out to get bigger and better support foolish humans support us humans we need sugar in water and if you do not want to support us monetarily that's totally fine we will absolutely love you leaving a comment leaving us a review a like Please subscribe. I've, of course, been your host, Mike G. And I am your other host, Winter. And we will always ask you to take that one step beyond. Face solo. Did you have your bass plugged in?
Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. A Massage Envy gift card might just be the best holiday gift ever because it unwraps all the benefits of total body care, including massage and total body stretch, customizable facials, and advanced skincare services, including microderm infusion and chemical peels. Share the gift of wellness and help everybody on your list be their very best. Receive a voucher for two free enhancements when you purchase $100 in Massage Envy gift cards. Massage Envy, making the best of everybody. See locations for details. Offer ends December 31st. Voucher valid until March 31st, 2019. Each Massage Envy location is independently owned and operated.